$200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're listening to the SNES broadcast with your hosts, Soul Blazer and George. Hello, everybody. This is the Super NES Podcast, episode number 139. Um, I am Greg. He is George. This is very deja vu. Uh, it's like we've done this before, but I <laughs> yeah. can't. It just seems so weird. <laughs> Uh, yes! Uh, so, uh, welcome back, George. Um, <laughs> I am actually the evil twin. <laughs> uh, I'd mentioned in a previous episode that George and I had already planned to plan to do a game, uh, before George decided he needed to step down for time reasons, and this is that game. So, we're just doing it a little bit sooner than expected, but that's cool. So, um, so that means George is making a return to the podcast sooner than expected, which is fine. <laughs> I'm uh, taking over this podcast now. <laughs> I'm going to slay you, Greg. Uh, I'll so, steal your soul. Yeah. Get okay, it? Yes. yes. Because because you play as the villain in this game. Yeah. You're <laughs> the, I'm, I'm the dark half. Oh, I said it. I well, said the name. One of the characters you play, it's like you play as evil. So, you know, that's, yes. you know, that's true. But uh, anyway. This is actually like a fairly creative game. Yeah, it's very interesting. Which game, which game did you want to come back to the podcast for to talk about, George? Dark Half. Dark Half, yes. If you've not heard of this game, don't, like, don't feel bad because I hadn't heard of it either. This was a, another Japanese-only game that George likes to, uh, you know, that George likes to quote-unquote inflict on us. So. Yeah, I want you to play good games. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I honestly don't know what to make of this game. This is a weird game. Uh, very easy to see. What it's it's the... weird because it's like so simplistic too. In but some it's ways, like yes. Complex at the same time. Right. Yeah. I can also yeah. see why. This, I, yeah, I can also. It's also very easy to see why this game did not come here in the West because. Uh, oh boy, there's some themes. There's some you themes murder going on innocent it. people. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I mean, nowadays they probably would do it without a problem, but you know, nowadays back... murder is all right. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, so um, the developer of this game is actually is actually you may not have heard the developer, but if but if I mentioned the games they worked on, um, they'll probably click. Uh, the developer of this game is a company called West One, uh, which is apparently still active, uh, according to the research research the, the, really? uh, the, the, uh, the research the research research they can find on. Yes, uh, they released a game. Uh, as recently as a uh, as last year, so. Um, oh, what game but, is that? Well, I'll tell you in a moment. Um, oh, okay. I gotta wait. Their the uh, uh, the roots go back to 1986, uh, and they've. So I mentioned some of the games they worked on. I'm sure they're probably like you know like um, you know ring bells in your head. Uh, they developed uh, Wonder Boy, uh, like the arcade, uh, and also for the Sega Master System. Uh, nah, I never heard of it. They developed Jaws, like the NES, which I happen to kind of like that game. Actually, it's pretty fun. Um, Don't know what that is. Uh, they developed they developed all the Wonder Boy games. Um, they developed, uh, uh, um, you know, they developed a uh, what else did they develop here that's pretty well known. Some of the Monster World games they developed. 
Uh, they developed Dungeon Explorer, like the Sega CD, which was an early, like, you know, like, uh, I mean, which was an early pseudo 3D, 3D-ish uh, dungeon game. So, um, uh, they developed a bunch of, uh, most of our games were Japan, but, you know, I'm just trying, I'm just, I'm just looking at the ones that came out of North America. Oh, they developed a fishing game, the Dreamcast. <laughs> oh, uh, well uh, Um, they worked on one of the Princess Maker games. Have you heard about that series, George? Yeah, yeah. that's strange. Yeah, right. so, but, uh, you know, um. Uh, they developed, they developed a, um, and their most recent game was the ones who developed the, uh, Sega Ages Wonder Boy game for the Switch. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah so mostly known for the Wonder They've Boy games, some good stuff. but, yeah, yeah, they have done some yeah. good stuff, but, they, uh, um, and this game was published by Enix, of course, which was the, uh, which was, the, you know, which was one of, you know, which was one of the two big go-to companies for RPG games in the 90s, so that kind of makes sense that they published this. So, but uh, anyway, this is a very kind of hard game to describe uh, in a summary because it's like, uh, it's an RPG, but it's a very odd RPG for several reasons. Uh, one of which is that you actually control two characters in this game, um, you know, like you go back and forth between them. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a heroic, there's a heroic knight named Rhoda, and, and the other one's a demon named uh, Rukyu, uh, who people also call Satan. So, you know, again. Well, I wonder why. Yes. <laughs> Um, uh, have, hold on a second though like i feel like when you get to like the save or load screen or whatever like i feel like that has like a really nice um uh, feeling to it do you remember what, what the saving and loading screen is uh i can i don't remember off the top of my head but i can try to find a picture of it it's uh it's a uh, what is it called the the, the candlestick thing uh, oh right, okay. It's got okay, the three yeah. candles, yeah. and uh, when they're when you're saving, you you light the candle, and the the candle is lit when you uh, load the game. And I think that's uh, really nice. It, it's so strange that uh, a lot of these Japanese games have such an aesthetic that um, you don't really get in a lot of games mm -hmm. that come over yeah, here. Right, like, yeah, yeah. Actually, take a look at uh, Super Mario RPG. Super Mario RPG has a totally different uh, save load screen for the Japanese version really? compared to the North American release. No, yeah, I, yeah, I, I did, did not yeah, know that. Take a look at it, Greg. Mm. It, it's, I actually really like it. It's a shame that they removed it. I don't know why there might be a good mm. reason, but um, a lot of the, like, it's really nice to find a Japanese game that never came out over here. Mm. And you look at it and it's just so beautiful mm -hmm. like like this game with uh the main basically what i guess what you could call the main menu with the candles and that's how you save and load mm -hmm. yeah um i i it looks very nice and just the the game in general looks pretty good too yeah there are a few games i can think about that did like you know small things for like you know saving loading screens for example like maybe like the character turns her head or like makes a motion or whatnot but yeah but yeah that kind of thing is like pretty rare so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This is it. Yeah, this is a, this is an isometric game. You'd like you know, the games that you know the games kind of play to kind of like you know uh, top down, but kind of like you know you know like you know like little bit little bit pseudo pseudo three D effect, uh, you know angled like angled game screen. So uh, very similar to like you know like a um, oh um, uh, uh, Super Mario RPG kind of similar to that. It also kind of similar to a um, 
Oh, what's that? What's that big series that Atlas put out for the system? Oh, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the game. So we cover one of the, oh, Tactics Org. Um, you mean Tactics Over? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I was trying to. I was trying to remember the name of that game. So, hmm. but um, so some other so some other unique things this game has. Um, the two characters are connected to each other in a couple ways. One is that if one of them dies. The game ends, period. So you have to go back to like a save screen. So, uh, gotta be careful like about that. Uh, tool, uh, two, they're both fueled by soul power, which is a very interesting mechanic that this game has. Um, I guess you can't think of it like, you know, I get, um, I, I, um, I guess you can't, th um, I guess you can't think of it, can't think of it as like your energy force. Um, you know, it's not, you know, it's not your hit, um, you know, it's not your hit points, but your hit points are, are separate, but just like, just like it, just like it's kind of like an energy force the character has that decreases that, that decreases as you walk around. Uh, there's a meter top of the screen that shows you that shows you what it is, and like um, it increases, um, it increases when you kill enemies. Uh, and until power ever reaches zero, the, the game ends. So, um, yeah, so it's not just walking around that decreases; it's also actions in battle. Yes. So if yep, you get so. your soul power back, uh, you have to kill have to enemies. Win. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. You, you have to win. You have to kill enemies. But then on top of that, uh, when you are playing as the villain, uh, you can just suck up people's life force. Yeah, uh, that's true. That makes it in easier. the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, I never like so. If you're aware of that factor, it, it's not like they're hard to plan around it. I never died because my I, I never died in this game because because the power so power ran out. But it's a very but it's a very interesting concept to have in a game. I'm kind of like, I, I I think the main reason the developer put it in here was because they're trying to encourage the player not to skip battles. They actually wanted you to actually like, you know, fight battles and to actually do some mandatory grinding in this game. So, and that's like one way to encourage a player to do that. Um, I understand, so, 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 like, so I understand why it's here. I don't know what I think about the concept. I mean, because it's kind of on the, on the plus side, yes, it is nice to be able to, to, to be able to level up at a pretty steady rate. Uh, because of that, because of that factor driving to do so. On the other hand, I don't like games forcing you, forcing you to do things like that. So I kind of it kind of sucks because if you get lost, mm. you're wasting a bunch of soul power and you oh, might screw yeah. yourself over. Emulation yeah. helps in that big time because if you're not sure about going a route, just save the game uh, and later and give it a shot. And if you, <laughs> yeah, yep, and if you're in the wrong, go back and try it again. So also, your saving is limited too. Like uh, yeah, when you, you like, get to well, a save like, point and you save, that's it. Yeah, that's your save point. You can't go back to it, it, it disappears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which is also a very frustrating mechanic. So, I mean, like, again, it's not unique. There are some other there are some other games I've played before in the past that do things like that, but... Um, Weird. So are you telling me that this is a Japanese game? It's very Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, um... I'm like, you know, we've already mentioned some of the themes that this... The, the, uh, 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 themes that this game has. Um, but, uh... uh so yeah, it's like, uh, but yeah, you know, you already mentioned the graphics. Uh, the graphics, like, we'll talk about that like a bit more. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, like this game. I forgot to mention when this game came out. This game, uh, I mean, you know, this game was released in Japan in May in May nineteen ninety six. So like a pretty, oh, pretty, wow. you know, pretty late Super NES game. Um, PlayStation was already out. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah. So because of that the graphics of the game are very good. I mean, like, you know, um, the characters. The character models are the character models. I think they could have done a little bit better on detail, but they are like very large and defined and colorful. So, um, like we'll get into I that. I think they're pretty good. Yeah. I think. Um, uh, I think it's it's kind of like a it's almost like a mix of like um, 
realistic in in chibi in mm -hmm. a sense chibi being sure, exactly. uh so. like uh, what is it it's like you know like deformed you know it's kind of like cutesy kind of deformed right kind of looking like it's kind of like a hybrid of that mm -hmm. that's what it looks like to me and I, I think it does pretty well yeah yeah no i agree uh the dungeons are of course dungeons i i make you know like the, um you know they're bland but you know like for dungeons you know that's what you expect so um yeah you kind of just have flavor of the week mm -hmm. right you know is it is you know is it stone are yeah. you underground are you in a cave or yep. whatever there's a good uh, there's a good mix of enemies though and like you know, enemies themselves are um you're pretty well defined but um so like you only have like your what like so some battles some battles you fight only by yourself you know other battles you have like companions with you or like you know like maybe like you know some monsters at your side or whatnot so uh, you can have a max of like uh, correct me if I'm wrong, George. Four support characters with you like one time, I think. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, so uh, five people all five like the so five people total total uh, uh, total on the screen. So it's like it's a good idea to do that with uh, the villain mm -hmm. uh, because oh, yes. much easier. Yeah, the only yeah the only attack you have as a villain is to cast spells, mm -hmm. and yep. that costs uh, soul. Soul, soul power, soul points, whatever the heck yes, it is. Yes, there is no. It costs your your soul power. Right, because there's no um, MP in this game, so that kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 I said actually MP as well. So. Whereas the hero of this game can uh, use swords and stuff mm. like that. Yep. The the villain only uses spells, so. Yeah. Uh, it is good to have like a full party and then yep. just back out for a little bit. Right. So you can conserve your uh, soul power and just uh, gain some from when you're. Uh, teammates or your party members whatever right. um kill the enemies for you right so yeah so uh uh the screen effect when you go into battle is like a nice touch i mean it looks pretty good so um battles themselves are kind of done in an isometric uh, um you know, kind of almost you know kind of like a grid way in the sense that you know like you're uh, like your party is on one side of the screen, the enemies are on the other side. So it's kind of like a turn-based tactical. Yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Where you're uh, selecting grid spots where to where to move and where to attack. Right. So I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, because even the even your combat commands with like you know when you're playing like you know Ruku, uh, the evil guy, are different to most games because like your main screen in battle is like so watch and retreat. And it's like the first time playing it, you're like, "What the heck are these for?" So, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a very different, yeah, it's a very different, like, different feeling game. So, um, because uh, uh, the the the, um, the translation makes some curious, uh, makes some very curious choices. I think as far as like you know font colors and whatnot. So I think some of the you know you know some of the colors I think are a little bit harder to read than to, to read because of that. Um, and also because of the fact that they had to translate this game from Japanese, so they shipped from Japanese, the, um, in the combat screen, yeah, um, uh, it's like, you can see your character's hit points, but you can't see your character's max hit points, whereas your summon monsters, you can see their max uh, hit points, so, um, I'm guessing that's because of the space limitations available to them when they were translating it, if I had to guess. Um, I think that might be a different thing because um I, I i feel like your max hit points are basically your current hit points um because uh i noticed when you're the villain uh every battle i went through i would gain like two hit points 
So I would just keep accumulating hit points every battle I finished, and I would get like two or three or whatever. Um, so I don't, I, I, I think the max HP is whatever HP you currently have. Okay, yeah. Um, compared to uh, your your teammates or that party members or whatever. I honestly didn't notice that. So, um, because Yeah, because like every battle I went through, it was always increasing my, my health. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of strange then. Uh, um, you know, that's a very, that's a very, that's a very unique system. If it does that because like I'm aware of some games yeah. that do, because you know I'm aware of some games that there's, uh, uh, you, just like aware of some games that do that do similar things. Uh, Final Fantasy II, for example, you don't just like you don't live up in that game and, and the clients like to gain hit points like being hit by enemies. Um, but you know this game. I yeah, think that it, game is a super cheese fest though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Put on I've, two shields and just a, a, attack your teammate. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> but in this game, but in this game, uh, but this game, I think you just gain hit points as long as you as long as you win battle successfully. So. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah. So interesting concept. But you know, like I said, you know, this game is very unique in a lot of ways. So. Um. But uh, yeah, so uh, what is what are, so what are some of the other ways that this is that this is unique? Um, oh, uh, you need to you need to uh, check the walls a lot in this game because there's lots of hidden stuff. Uh, you know, um, I mean, like a lot of games you're humping walls, but in this game you're like really humping walls. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, I humped the wall so hard I died. <laughs> um. Oh, um, uh, so, uh, let's see, uh, the spell list is pretty, is pretty good as far as the actual spells you have available to you. I mean, I, I mean, like, I mean, they're standard, they're standard spells that you'll recognize from the like, games, uh, uh, like that, like that point, they're both like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like you have your basic healing spells, attack spells, defense spells, that kind of stuff. So, right. Um, and it's, uh, interesting because the different spells work differently kind of so like the fire spell only has like so much range you can do and then like the lightning spell only has so much range you can mm -hmm. do and it kind of varies but what you want to do is kind of like be efficient enough that you're using some soul power but not too much and you're also trying to kill as many enemies as, as possible when you're 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 right. using spells otherwise i just say rush in with a sword yep. and just kill everything well <laughs> That's actually that's actually a good segue because I was going to ask you. You know, we already talked about the two characters like a little bit. Uh, Rukyu is very like very unique because of his ability to be able to you know, like you know like you know like summon monsters and make enemies join his side and his magic powers and whatnot. Like you said, uh, like you mentioned before, uh, like you mentioned before, like you mentioned before, like can't directly attack. Um, but you know, I'm curious to see what you. Well, I'm curious to hear because obviously, where's this podcast? I can't see. <laughs> um, I'm curious to hear what you think about the difference. The difference between them because it's like I did not like Rota very much. I thought uh, I'd be honest. I, to be honest, um, you know, I thought he sucked. Um, he's not that strong. He's not that useful. I mean, like you know, Riku is a lot. There's a lot more useful, uh, like useful in combat situations. Well, yeah. I mean, he's supposed to be very powerful, so. Uh, there's going to be a huge difference in power between the hero and the villain. Um, but yeah, I think being able to use the sword and not use much soul power, like being able to reserve it and just uh, attack physically is nice. Uh, I guess you would have to just grind him up to be decently powerful mm -hmm. though. 
Yeah. Um, get new equipment. I think equipment is a very big thing in this game. Getting mm -hmm. new equipment yep. is, is something that will help a lot. But um, yeah, I think the villain is just supposed to be completely overpowered. So uh, I guess that kind of makes sense that you would prefer to, to use him because he's just easier to, to play as. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's also there's also one other interesting there's also one other interesting interesting difference difference between them. Uh, being a bad guy, uh, Ruki's not interested in chests, uh, so we can't open them. Yes. Like, uh, which is which is very strange. But it's like he has that very like funny message, you know. I have no use for useless babbles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, and the I, and because of his limitations, Rhoda really depends upon his items a lot. Um, you know, like um, you know the stuff. The stuff you find in the chest to boost your to, to boost your stats are critical. So yeah, I, and I think part of the reason why uh, he doesn't want to pick up anything in a chest is because if you did that, I think you would screw yourself over on the other side, That's playing true. as a hero when you swap over to him. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I guess That's a good way of looking at it. So yeah, I mean, um, so um, let's see. What else? What else would you say is like pretty? It was pretty unique or stands out or stands out like this game, George. Uh, when you kill innocent people. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Do you like killing innocent people, Greg? Not usually, <laughs> but I mean, like... Not usually. Hold on. There's a, there, there is a scenario where you enjoy killing people. That's, that's unsettling. It kind of depends um, upon the game itself. It's like, you know, certain... <laughs> You know, like certain games get, get certain games get you the mindset of like you know like like that kind of slaughter is expected. Like a GTA game, for example. I mean, like of course you're gonna kill like a whole bunch of people. Like um, you know, you know, like it was part partial of the game. And a game like this, for example, especially if you're going right, to a marking blind, Greg as a psychopath. Uh, go on. But <laughs> but going this game blind, you may not realize that you're playing half the games like a you know like an evil guy. So like so it's like the first time that happens. It, you know, yo, yo, it could be like pretty upsetting. My favorite part is when you talk to the first person, uh, like in a town, as the villain, and it's like, oh, are we gonna get some dialogue out of this? And no, you basically just straight up murder him and suck his power, and he turns to dust or bones or whatever. Mm. Um, and I think this game does like a really good job of setting up like how bad this this character really is mm. because you're going you're you are you yourself are even doing it it's not a cutscene or anything you know it's not something you sit there and watch you are actively going out there and, and killing these people right. and it, it's it's a, it's a strange feeling um it's kind of like uh i i, I don't know if it's a necessary thing to do but um, it kind of reminds me of, and, and and this is this is probably not something that everyone has uh, played, but uh, it's kind of like it kind of gives me a vibe of uh, to to a lesser extent. Um, if you've played what was it, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two, was it? I think it was Modern Warfare Two, where there's legit legitimately uh, a scene that you play through where you're walking through a Russian airport gunning down civilians. Mm, um, okay. It gives me like a slight feeling of that in a sense where like, if this game did come out over here and we played it around the time it came out, it'd be like, oh gee, like, like <laughs> wow, you're slaughtering innocent people. 
they'd have to, it's, it's yeah, insane. They'd, they'd have, they'd have to, yeah, they'd have to change that in some way because it's like they, you know, like a, you give them candy and they float to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> like I mentioned before, you know, like this game, you know, this game it also would probably change it to like yeah. you screaming at them and then right. they run away or something and that empowers you. Also, the that's overall, probably how they would change it. Yeah, exactly. Also, the overall plot of this game is pretty dark too. I mean, like it's. I mean, for the. Yes. Uh, uh, I mean, like when it came out, it's pretty heavy stuff. So, because it's like, uh, you know, like because like you're because you're doing uh, when you're playing the bad guy, like you're doing bad things, trying to get to the. Uh, you you're trying to earn toward like a bad goal. So it's like, yes. yeah, yeah. So it's a pretty, yeah, because you just didn't play as evil guys back then very much. I mean, like you know, um, yeah. I mean, the, the I mean, the one other one of the one of the early game I think about was Dungeon Master. Um, uh, sorry, uh, uh, sorry, Dungeon Keeper, like for the computer. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, which, so, and which was about but the that time was period. like, yeah. yeah, but that was nothing like this, you know. Oh, yeah, where sure. you, you were you were taking care of your dungeon and everything. Sure, you know, you're an evil person. That was kind of more cartoony. Mm. Um, I mean, you could argue that this is kind of like cartoonish in, in a sense as well, but it's. You know, you're going around actually slaughtering people. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. But uh, oh, I'm yeah. sure the media around around that around the the era of this game coming out would would have fun with this game. Oh yeah, if it exactly. came out over over here, right. like just the same way. Right. I mean, you know, the game, like the game, you know, the game did review, uh, you did review and sell pretty well in Japan uh, yeah. when it came out. But oh yeah, it's a it's a Japanese ass game right yep but uh um yeah exactly kind of so, almost in the same vein as uh shimagami tensei that we covered how sure. many millions of years ago a uh, while ago <laughs> yeah uh it's it's kind of like that except uh, that game was like hey yeah. here's your dog oh whoops you you fused your dog into a monster and created this horrible being that is now something that you can use to help you fight right. um <laughs> it's just like it's insane how different like games were between the u.s and japan in this era. oh yeah oh yeah for sure the games that so. we wouldn't get uh yeah but it um you know but it is kind of interesting how the two characters like how the two like how the two main characters and the characters in the game like interact with interact with each other i mean like you don't directly I mean, I mean, they don't directly cross paths. At least, at least, no, I, uh, at least, I uh, you know, at as least, far as I got, they they haven't. But I'm sure they do. Towards well, they the do end. eventually at the end of the game. I'm saying like yeah. most of the, for most of the game you don't. However, 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 you actually, however, Falco will often will often clean up the mess that the um, the Ruka made by examining corpses or whatnot, which is actually critical toward right. the ending of the game because right. you have to because it, because you have to get an item called Raise a Hope from examining some of the corpses that. You know, Ruku killed. We need, I need that for the ending. So it's actually, so it's, so it's actually very important to do that. But yeah, so it's like an interesting. It's like, it's like here's a bad guy who's a bad guy who's tore through, who tore away through a dungeon, and then the good guy comes in, comes in maybe maybe a couple of days later, and it's just like, what the heck happened here? So, but um, yeah. I don't, I don't know how the ending plays out, but wouldn't it be crazy to have a game where you play as the hero and the villain at the same time? You're leveling up and everything, and then at the end you're still playing as both of them what would you do <laughs> would you try would you like try to fight yourself or would you just let one side win you know yeah <laughs> that's that's kind of oh that's that's kind of a cool idea 
Yeah. So like so like so one of the, like so one of the you know uh, since the game since the game was translated several years ago, uh, 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 I mean with Super NES, uh, there have been some there have been some Westerners who have given reviews the reviews of the game and uh, the game now and you know. Like and the game reviews pretty well. I mean, like you know, the average, the average yeah. rating of people who the average rating of people who play the game. Mind you, the sample's not as big as Western these games because not as many people play the game, of course. But you know, for the people with the, for, for for the folks who have reviewed it, you know, the you know the average of the games are like four to, uh, you know, the average of the game feels about you know four to five stars. So, I mean, like one of the one of the reviewers made the comment that I agree with a lot that this game that, that this game that this game that this game's kind of like uh, what happened if Stephen King and the Christian Bible got mixed together. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. I like that. So I, I like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like, yeah, I do like too because I'm like, I'm thinking about going like, yeah. There's some very like, you know, like Stephen Kingish, like stuff going on here in this game, isn't there? So, but I uh, think I would give this a like a, a three and a half out of out of yeah. five because it's just the um, this the soul power I think is just a little too difficult of a mm-hmm. mechanic. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, I, I as I like far as the game. overall gameplay went, I thought this game was tough, but not too tough. Like if that makes sense. I mean, like you know, I, it's I, not I, difficult. The only yeah. the only problem I really had with the game is the whole soul power system. It's a cool sure. system, yeah. But you get lost, and that's it. <laughs> like you, you might as well just you know like delete the game, or like if you have a reproduction, like rip it out of your console and like throw it out the window, <laughs> you know, it, you, you know, you might as well like, just like put it away for like a month and come back and be like, all right, let's try to figure out where I need to go again. And then you'll probably just run out of power again. Right. I don't know. That's kind of, uh, that's kind of the experience that I had was like, all right, I, I'm completely lost. I don't know where to go and I'm out of soul power. Great. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yep. But uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Very interesting, like in that way. Um, yeah. You know, I thought the game was a little bit harder than some Western RPGs, but not the hardest RPG game. Uh, 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 Is uh, it harder than Mystic Quest? Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, I don't know. That was the hardest game I've ever played. I'd say this game is probably even harder than Final Fantasy VI, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Ah. Uh, Okay, I could I could see that. Like I'm trying to reassemble what I've played of Final Fantasy VI, and but not as hard as Final Fantasy okay. V. No, yeah. no, not at all. <laughs> uh, it's, it, um, Final Fantasy V is like every yeah. every time you you know make a turn, it's it's like oh here's a boss that's fifty levels above you. Oh great. So I mean, like the the length of the game, based upon based upon the, based upon readers' comments, their comments, look at videos on YouTube. The length of the game is not that bad for an RPG. I mean, like you know, I, I, I think it, it's it, decently it, short, right? Yeah, I mean, like you know, it's not like too short, but right, averaging out these uh, the averaging out these videos, it looks like he looks at the game's about oh, it was about like about like thirty hours, you know, like give or take. So okay, that's. Like an average length of of these games from that era. Sure, exactly. So, yeah. but uh, um, the, since you always ask about this, there is a speed run of the game out there just under four hours. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, interesting. I don't think they were using cheats. I don't think um, uh, uh, cheating's typically not allowed in in a speed run. Well, I mean, it, I mean, I, I mean, it's fine as long as you disclose it. I mean, you have to say, you know, like these tools were used. Uh, Depends on what it is. If you right. really want to get into it, there are 
some communities that allow certain things, like uh, Bioshock Infinite, uh, they actually make it mandatory to use like a specific mod for the game that makes it so that there's a 100% chance of collecting like a certain item because it's part of the speed run. And if you don't get it within like the first time of trying to find it or whatever, the, the whole run's automatically over. So mm. there's kind of like stuff like that from what I understand that lets you mod or kind of like cheat in a in a sense right okay no i can see that but yeah but uh yeah we haven't um you know i guess the last thing to talk about is the music uh this the um uh like pretty good soundtrack i mean it's very you know it's very yeah. fitting for the game it's a japanese super famicom game so yep. there's a d decent chance that the music's pretty good i mean enix games don't get as much credit as squaresoft games as far as the soundtracks go but the uh. Uh, but these games usually have uh, uh, but these games usually have a pretty good music. Yes, I, I mean I would argue that Square games still have better music, but of Enix course, games yes, yep, yep. still still blow a, a lot of other games out of the water when it comes exactly. to music. Yeah, sure. But uh, hey, those two companies should get together at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not a bad idea actually. <laughs> right. Uh, but. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. Everything, everything for this game as far as like major things. Um, yeah. uh, I did not get as far in this game as I wanted to. I play. Uh, 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 I did I not either. I kept getting lost. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> and liked I died. It. Yeah, I, I liked it though. I'll probably go back to it. So yeah, um, yeah, I'd like to get back to it. I still have uh, other SNES games that I need to get around to, and also with. Yeah. Doing PlayStation Power and everything—that's yeah, very yeah. time-consuming. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, you have to have patience for uh, patience for a game like this. I mean, like you know, if you enjoy yes. obscure, weird Japanese RPGs, this game's right up your ooh, alley. Ooh, uh, ooh, me. <laughs> yes, obviously <laughs> we know that. So I um, hate myself so much that I when I, oh jeez. So you know, Disgaea, <laughs> like the first Disgaea on PS2. Mm, I, I think hate so. myself. Yeah, I hate myself so much that I did a bunch of grinding on that game and I still haven't gone through like chapter two or whatever. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that game's actually pretty difficult compared to the newer ones in the series. Right. Yeah. Uh, I could see that, sure. So. Yeah. That first game's pretty hard, actually. But. So, uh, pricing for this game on eBay is always is always a little bit more difficult difficult with like, Japanese games because it's like you have to look at like, uh, uh, like number factors. Um, first of um, your first first off, there are some copies of the game available available here in North America, uh, but most of them uh, but most of them are being sold by Japanese sellers, which you pay more money for, but it's not that much more. Um, you know, obviously, obviously, if you're willing to wait for the the longer shipping time, you can certainly save some money that way if you want to. Uh, second of all, repros of this game are available. Uh, you know, they made some. You know, uh, uh, there are some there are some pretty nice there are some pretty there are some pretty nice looking. Looking repros of this game available, which again, as typical of repros, will look and feel like a game was actually released here in the states. You know, like yeah. label, you know, you know, like a, a North American cart, uh, a label that makes it look like the game. You know, using artwork that might have been used, uh, for the, been, been used if the game was released over here. Uh, you know, the typical, you know, typical North American markings on it, that kind of stuff. So. Uh, you know, and of course the repos are going to be more expensive, expensive because the, because because the because the work because the work that was done in putting the, in translating the uh, in taking in taking the translated raw and putting it putting it under the cart and the, the cart and assembling and that kind of stuff. So, 
all those factors applied, um, this game's not, this, this game's not, this game's not, this game's not super common on eBay, which you can't find a copy of it. Uh, there are 14, there are 14 copies of this, uh, of this game for sale currently, uh, in all flavors when I looked recently, and seven copies of the game had recently sold. Uh, if you want the card, like, well, they wanted you, like, you want a card of the, ja the a card of the Japanese fan Super Famicom release only. Um, if you're willing to Japanese sellers, these prices are good shipping. Japanese sellers are usually, we're usually selling the game for around five, ten dollars. Yep, that uh, sounds about right. Uh, if you want to get it for North America shippers, those, those prices range around ten to, uh, ten, ten dollars to, uh, you know, ten to fifteen dollars. So... Uh, just that's your, not bad at all I, no I'm, yeah because like you I'd, know, I'd say like if you're interested in getting a card definitely get it yeah because even though RPGs tend to hold their value pretty well I think because the fact that this game was Japanese only and pretty obscure uh, I certainly I certainly I certainly kept demand therefore the price is down on it and uh, also a lot of a lot of people in Japan that, that sell these games to um, anybody from the west the, the, a lot of them are very good at not price gouging you oh yeah and sure. also a lot oh they're so they're so nice and they're they a lot of them are like i clean this up for you and like a couple of japanese um sellers i bought from have actually given me like extra stuff in there with everything as well which is a uh, really cool. nice i think i got a tea bag from one of them oh wow some green okay. tea yeah uh what was the other one i think another one i got something i can't remember what it was now yeah, but like some of them are are, are very kind as yeah. well, and uh, they make sure that it's very clean and all that. I've bought some. I bought from some American sellers. Well, it doesn't really matter what it is, but I bought <laughs> some stuff that's just like it's all like uh, all yellowed and uh, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, nope, nope, I agree with you exactly. So yeah, uh, yeah. E so even CIB copies of this game are, are not that pricey. Um, you know. Um, uh, you know, again, again, North American sellers are a little bit more expensive uh, because the game's already over here, over here in the West. But you know, on average, copies of this game, CIB completed box, uh, sold anywhere from eight dollars twenty-five cents to twenty-five dollars. So, uh, mm. not that bad. Repros, yeah. repros, obviously, obviously are going to be a little bit more expensive, and those are card only. I didn't find anybody who had to take the time to produce, uh, to produce a, to produce a manual or a box for an American, like an American release. So it's like card only uh, from what I saw. Um, those are anywhere from nineteen dollars to thirty-one dollars and fifty cents. No. So you know, on average, twenty thirty dollars. Not so, bad. Yeah, for repro, it's not a bad price. So because. Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, this is a very interesting game. I'm kind of glad you, George, you brought it to my attention because it's like because like it's a very oddball game in many ways. So um, yeah, not a bad game, just different. So you know, like I said, you know, if you're the kind of person who enjoys who enjoys obscure, weird Japanese-style RPGs, um, you know, this is the, yeah, you know, this is definitely like a fun game. Uh, otherwise, um, I mean. You might, uh, you know, otherwise, if you, if you like old school RPGs, you might like, like you might like this game anyway. But your mileage may vary. So, um, oh, uh, I could not find which group actually did the translation of this ROM, but the translation of this game is pretty good. I mean, I, really, uh, I can find that for you. I mean, I really only noticed a couple like of errors. So, yeah, um, translation is pretty good. From what I understand, it is. Not one to one, but it's like pretty accurate to sure 
yeah uh what the dialogue was in the game so there you know there's a, a decent amount of uh profanity and and whatnot right which is nice to see in these older games i guess because yes, like very surprised a lot of those japanese 60, yeah a 16-bit title yeah a lot of those japanese games actually did have some kind of profanity oh yeah and, sure yeah um mature themes you know yeah. so gratuitous violence like you know boob shots etc etc so <laughs> yeah there's a lot of uh japanese uh quote-unquote mature games mm -hmm. out there so um there the the one that is uh fully finished the translation uh is by aeon genesis and also credited to oh Aung yes okay me yep. hen i haven't heard that second one uh, I remember that there's group. an unfinished translation yeah. by Klepto Software. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Uh, and Genesis, I recognize that name. They did a lot of translation work back in the day. Yeah. Romhacking.net is is wonderful. Um, if you ever want to find a lot of games uh, to play, uh, especially like RPGs or whatever, if you want, if you want to find something that will waste your time, a lot of time. <laughs> Uh, you go ROM hacking and see what what games are translated fully in English, and then just be like, "Oh, this sounds interesting." <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, like nowadays, between like game FAQs and YouTube, you usually can find out how to play the game too. So, um, uh, so be yeah. because I like, mean, uh, the one the the games that do have guides usually are translated anyway, mm -hmm. right? So. Um, I mean, like, also think of it like we're getting PS2 games that are getting translated. I'm looking at PS2 games right now, and these are like tw 2016, hmm. okay. stuff like that. Yeah, uh, it's insane. Also, I I need to work on Front Mission because I want to get to Front Mission Five, which is Japanese <laughs> only. Right. And, uh, yeah. Yep, that was translated a while ago. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, uh, I think it's about everything I, um, everything I think, uh, um, everything I think of, um, I, 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 everything I think of like this game. Uh, George, do you have any like final thoughts? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, well, uh, thank Video you again very much. Games are yep. fun. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So, thank you again very yeah. much for coming back on the podcast, George. It was great having you back. Uh, yeah. You know, like with the, like I mentioned before, George would be back like every now and then for like you know special episodes. So. Um, but, uh, I want to thank everybody who's backed us on Patreon. Uh, you know, that can be found www.supernes, uh, pod, uh, uh, sorry, patreon.com forward slash, forward slash, forward slash, uh, the SNES podcast. Um, uh, I want to thank, a um, Corey and David this time for supporting us. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Um, if you have any questions, comments, feedbacks, uh, feedback, etc., you can leave them on our Facebook page, or you can also send me an email directly to the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, George, what are you working on these days? Uh, I'm working on PlayStation Power. Yes, it's back uh, in a way. Yeah, uh, it's more, more more than one way. Yes. Uh, I'm doing a bunch of video content. Uh, still doing the podcast. Moved over to a new website. That is uh, PSPower.Games. So it's P-S-P-O-W-E-R dot G-A-M-E-S. So uh, that's that's a nice little URL change in the first place, and uh, the website's really nice. But uh, yeah, videos, videos for the podcast episodes, videos of me 
playing the games through the podcast, so on and so forth, and uh, just expanding and whatnot. Um, I know <laughs> Greg's kind of uh, taken less of less of a role there, but uh, he's still gonna come on a few episodes, just like sure. uh, I'm yep. doing here on this podcast. And uh, yeah, uh, explicit content. I guess I should give that warning. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's that's some fun stuff. Yeah, 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 yep. I'm glad to have it. Yeah, glad to have it back. So, but uh, anything else that you're working on that you want to like plug? No, that's that's just about it. Okay, cool. Um, well, I want to thank everybody again for again listening to the podcast as always. Um, I do want to finish up the podcast by making a small announcement. Well, maybe. It might not be small depending upon how you look at it, but <laughs> um, the announcement very simply is I'm taking a break from the podcast for a little while. Um, this is, um, you know, I, like, you know, I'm not ending the podcast. Um, I, you know, I just want to make that clear. Just that there are some things going on uh, behind the scenes that have impacted the amount of time I have and being able to, like, being able and being able to devote to the podcast and then, like, you know, as Phil, you know, as Phil, uh, the excellent, the excellent knows where gamers is fond of, is fond of saying all the time, uh, you need to take first things first. So, um, I am going to take a step back on the podcast and, and, and just put it on hiatus for probably about two months, give or take a little bit, I think, until after tax season's, the tax season's done with, because one of the factors definitely affecting this affects my lack of free time with work, with like my work being, uh, like being super busy between the coronavirus effects and also the tax season uh, getting to full gear. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm just going to take a break from the podcast for a while. Uh, I'll keep people informed, uh, but, uh, 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 through Facebook and also through my regular commission, uh, my, my regular submissions on Ferg's podcast. If you listen to Ferg's great Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast, as to when the podcast like will be coming back, um, you know, hopefully with the you know, hopefully with a regular guest host, like when I do come back, uh, um, um, sorry, I, I shouldn't say guest host, I should say permanent co-host when I come back, uh, with the podcast. So, uh, you can still feel free to reach out to me if you have any, uh, Suggestions for games to, for games that coming and whatnot. Um, having said that, I am still I am still keeping I am still have some hours at the fire for people coming to the podcast for like special guest spots that I'm working on for a while now. So uh, I may so I may record those episodes if the episodes if the people are available and around to record said episode. Um, so uh, as a matter of fact, I mean, as a matter of fact, I probably would have, I probably would have, I probably would have already, would have already put the podcast on pause, except the fact that George and I were already planning to planning to do this episode for a while now. So it was like, so I wanted to at least get, like, get this out the door first. So anyway, um, you know, I do, I do appreciate anyway, I do appreciate everybody's support as always, and I, as always, and I, and I endeavor to and I endeavor to come back to the podcast uh, new and improved in like a, a short period of time. So thank you again, everybody out there for listening. Um, then thank you again, George, for coming to the podcast again. Like it was great to have you back. Yep. And uh, yeah, so uh, uh, one last thought. I'm not crazy about this game's title. I mean, Dark Half is fine, but it doesn't really, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really catch, capture the game's full essence. I, I what would you name it? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, the Light and the Dark, uh, Twin Brothers, um, Twin Souls. How about that? Twin Souls. Okay. Light in the Dark wasn't too bad. You workshopped that a little bit too. That's not too bad. Yeah. So, because 
Yeah, you know, it's like because because the because the because the way Taito makes it sound, it's like it almost makes it sound like they're playing a character with split personalities. How uh, about Murder Simulator 2000? Done already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's I'm sure there's an indie game available on Steam right now called that. So. Maybe who knows. <laughs> But yeah, uh, thank you again, everybody, for your support and listening to us. And uh, we will catch you again next time. Uh, See you all again soon, hopefully. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep power.